0: AM 630 KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development,
1: Mark Longoria. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us again. This is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at KSLR AM 630. Thanks for joining us today as we feature the Church of the Week for this week. So, here with us, we've got uh, Pastor Grice, Pastor Jesse Grice from uh, True Vine Baptist Church, and we're so excited to have him here with us. What we want to do um, is just give you, the listener, an opportunity to get to know Pastor Grice, get to know a little bit about what God is doing out there at True Vine Baptist Church here in San Antonio, and, uh, Uh, We ask you just to tune in for the next uh, half hour and just listen to what God is telling you through Pastor Grice, because I believe that some of the things that he's going to be sharing here today about the vision, about what God is doing over there, can really speak to you, and especially if you're someone that doesn't have a home church or you have faith in Jesus Christ, but you're not really going to church somewhere. We'd like to introduce you to a wonderful friend of ours here at, at KSLR. And that is Pastor Jesse Grice. Pastor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. Well, we appreciate you being here, and uh, we want people to know all about you and, and what God is doing out there. So why don't we start out with the person, Pastor Jesse Grice. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and uh, what God is doing. How, what God is doing in your life. Hey, Amen. I um, I retired from the military. I
2: spent 30 years in one day in the <laughs> U.S. Air Force. Um, God called me to pastor the church uh, about a year before I retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started the church in my home, and uh, we began to uh, teach the family devotions. And after a while, it uh, kind of grew uh, quite exponentially. And we, after about five months, we had to move out to another place. So wow. uh, that's how you sort of got it started
1: with me. Now for someone that's, that's already spent their, their life, they've devoted their life in, in serving in this case, serving our country, serving the government. Um, if you've already retired, why would you transfer over? And now all of a sudden, uh, start from the ground up and build a church from, from nothing to where it is today? Well,
2: it's, it all, all the glory goes to God for calling me into the ministry full time and, uh, I'm excited about being in the ministry and I suppose that anyone being called into, uh, God's ministry will be uh, energized by God in order to do what the Lord has called them to do. Uh, And so I'm so very excited about doing it, and I shall continue to do it. And hopefully those who are listening, maybe if God has called them, they will begin to start uh, right away.
1: Amen. So you retired from the U.S. military, but not from God's army. Not from God's army. You're still there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Very good. Um, When did you know that you were going to be pastoring? Is this something that you knew as a child, or did this hit you after you retired? Uh, no, it didn't hit me
2: uh, after I retired. It was about a year and a half before I retired. Uh, I, I felt God's calling on my heart to mm-hmm. pastor church. I, I knew something was up, but I didn't know exactly what. But then uh, he made it plain to me that uh, this is what he wanted me to do. And I uh, spoke with my pastor, and we began to pray. And uh, we, we started the church in the house. Did you uh, Did you grow up in church or... No, Wait. no, no. I was not a church person. I, I got saved at 27 Yeah. and
1: uh, I missed all the time before that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then there's hope for people that are, there's that are hope. <laughs> yeah, that haven't been living for God. And all of a sudden they, they come to the, to the foot of the cross. They uh, ask the Lord to forgive them of their sins and, yes. and, all of a sudden, God calls them. There's hope. They can actually do that. There's hope in Christ You don't have Jesus. to be born in church. And no, you don't have to be. It. That's right. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So now um, you started the church uh, how many years ago? 18 years ago. 18 years ago. And uh, take us through the process. What has God been doing at True Vine uh, all this time? Well,
2: let me begin uh, at the time that we moved into our first uh, building, which was in a shopping center. Uh, we moved in with uh, about 16 people. And we grew it to about 75 before we got our first building. Mm-hmm. And we got the first building, we moved into about 64. And uh, right after we moved into the first real building, uh, God really began to bless us. There were, we had more than 150 conversions and baptisms in 10 months. And by the time the year was ended, we had over 175 conversions. Wow. And nice. God began to move from there. I was just doing one service at that time. But the very next year, we began to do two services, and shortly thereafter, we began to do three services. Wow. And so as we began to grow, we also began to plan uh, for another building because we were completely out of the one that we had just purchased. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And then now we are into the new sanctuary. And we moved in the new sanctuary with about two thousand people, mm-hmm. and so we
1: are still going on for the glory of God pastor, you know I've, I've gotten to meet uh, a lot of pastors uh, not only in the city but but throughout the country and I have seen some pastors that have been in ministry let's let's just take the number 20 years pastors that have been ministering for 20 years, and some of them have uh, have been mean uh, well, they've all been serving God right but what i'm what i'm getting to is that some of them are still maybe at maybe 50 people, 100 people, while others are are growing exponentially. What is what is your What happened over here at True Vine Baptist Church that caused the growth? Because we know that whatever it is here in this case, it might not apply to every single one because God's calling everybody to do different things. But uh, what happened at True Vine Baptist Church that you grew from 18 years ago when it was just a handful of you to now, what, over 1,500 people that are there at your church?
2: About 2,400.
1: That is awesome. What happened along the way that, that caused this exponential
2: growth? Well, I can't speak for other pastors, and I believe that God blesses all of us in yes. various ways. Uh, he so I think that he favored us mm-hmm. and blessed us. But one thing that I had on my heart and mind was to always preach Christ, uh, not backing down in any way, but always staying on Christ, mm-hmm. preaching the Lord. I had an interview from someone early on, and they asked me what was my formula. And it threw me, but I didn't know what they were talking about. And uh, the Lord spoke to my heart and told me to tell the person, "If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto Amen. me." And so I stayed with that always, and God has blessed us tremendously because we continue to preach Christ, love our neighbors, love uh, love all of our church members, our community and try to make a
1: difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the uh, the culture at uh, True Vine. What are the people like? What can someone expect when they walk in the doors and d- visit your church? The first
2: thing that uh, someone can expect is a hug. Mm. Um, someone has tagged us. Hugger, <laughs> huh? Yes. All right. <laughs> they yeah. tagged us the hugging church. That's good. So actually, my wife started that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you have any questions, you could ask her. But <laughs> when we come to the door with the greeters, you're going to get a hug. You get a hug from the ushers when you come in the sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, you're going to see everybody from everywhere, uh, regardless of our ethnicity, our color, they're all there. And it's a mosaic of God's blessing uh, in this place. And so we're so excited what God has done, is doing, and hopefully will continue
1: to do. Amen. Well, the Bible says love conquers all. All. So uh, that's good. You're showing the love of everybody that's walking in the door. That's right. Praise God. Praise um, God. What uh, what drives your passion? What what do you enjoy most about pastoring a church and and the flock that the Lord has uh, given you this opportunity to to pastor?
2: What I enjoy most is seeing people come to Christ for the very first time, Mm -hmm. regardless of what the age is and background and all of that, but to seeing a person uh, converted, seeing a person getting into the baptismal confessing Christ, uh, that's my passion. And it is written in our uh, mission statement Mm -hmm. to save the lost and disciple to save. That drives me, is to save the lost
1: and disciple those that are saved so they can go out and do the same thing all over again. You know, I think the second part, I mean, not to take away anything from saving the lost. That is the most important decision one can make. But I, I think that's step one. The, the second step, I think, a lot of times is just kind of pushed aside, and that's the discipleship part. Absolutely. Because it's, it's the most wonderful thing to be able to bring someone to the feet of Jesus, to be able to confess their sins, receive the Lord as their personal yes. Savior. Mm-hmm. But then what? Then do you just shake their hand and say, welcome to the kingdom of God, and God bless you and hope you have a good life. No, I think there's that second step of discipleship. What type of discipleship, since you mentioned it, what type of discipleship do you guys have? I mean, obviously you disciple from the pulpit. Tell me about some of the other ministries that that are uh, doing well there at uh, True Vine as well. Well, we have some classes. We actually have four
2: classes uh, for all new members, uh, whether they are just converted or just uh, transferring over. And one is, of course, is new member orientation, and we call that 101. And then, of course, we go to 201, which speaks about our our, uh, work in Christ and 301s. About our giftedness in the Lord and how to employ them in the ministry and service of God. Mm And the fourth one is 401, which talks about our mission, what we ought to do as Christians and how we ought to get it done. And that helps us do that. In conjunction with that, we have uh, midweek Bible study, as most churches do. But not only that, we have uh, everybody in church on midweek. It's not a preaching service. It's all Bible study. Mm -hmm. We also have foundation classes. Perhaps some Christians who have not uh, gone through anything and have transferred to our church, they have an opportunity opportunity to go to our foundation class mm-hmm. to sort of get re reblued if you will mm-hmm. and get started all over again and so that helps them to get themselves ready in terms of being taught and then we teach much about to serve we need servants we all
1: servants of God but
2: we want to do that in, instead of just talk that
1: yeah Pastor, I know that God has given you guys uh, such a great opportunity to grow, and you're being effective in your community, and you're affecting the lives of so many people and the generations as well. Um, But I am sure that along this road of 18 years, just as well as you've had your highs, you've had your lows. Yes, we have. Tell us about what allowed you to persevere and get beyond your lowest of lows during this 18-year journey to be able to enjoy the success that you see today. I think the only thing that
2: kept me going was my trust in the Lord that he called me to do the ministry
1: and I was I'm totally sold out to do the ministry were there times just as just as a person yes. were there times where you just said maybe I missed it maybe this wasn't God uh, yes, there
2: were some times that uh, sort of in a boxing analogy when the trainer throws in the white Tower. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was tempted to do that a couple of times. Yeah. But uh, w- there were some praying people. My wife, for one, and others just kept praying with me and for me, lifting me up, encouraging me to go forward. And that, that kept me so that I could continue to do the ministry, and God did all the rest.
1: Absolutely. Well, you mentioned prayer. Uh, I believe intercessory prayer is something that is that is vital. It is so important. It is so key to the success of any ministry. Um, if you look at a relationship between a husband and a wife, if there isn't that prayer together that glues you, that that brings you together, uh, you begin to shatter. You begin to fall yes. apart. And so, uh, tell us about the importance in in your life, in your ministry, in your church, the importance of prayer. And having people come together and lifting one another up and lifting up the ministry of the pastors in prayer. First of all, it's ex-
2: exceedingly um, uh, exciting and very important that we pray, not as just as a corporate group, but individuals and then in the yes. families. We, we speak about that over the pulpit. We speak about that during our, our classes. And prayer is so important to us, and, and it's important that we uh, allow ourselves to, to pray, a fine time to pray in our busy lives. And, and uh, as we do that, we know that God's help is on the way. Uh, so prayer is essential to mm-hmm. what
1: we do and
2: how we do what we do.
1: Yeah. Well, it's very obvious that you've had a lot of praying people, yes. uh, men and yeah. women, throughout these years that have lifted you up, and if you know those prayers are awesome. The, the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous avail much. And, and and as you say, the prayers of the
2: righteous avail much. We actually have a yearly thing that we do. N- not just to do it yearly, but it's a reminder at the beginning of the year of each year as God gives it to us. There is a time of prayer. We, we mm. began by having twelve hours of prayer on the first service day in the new year.
1: Mm. Uh, and that really has helped us along the way. Mm-hmm. How would you answer someone that says, come on, does it really take all that? I mean, do you really need to do all that? Do you really need to go through 12 hours of prayer? I mean, there's some people that just don't see the value of it, don't understand it, and quite frankly, don't want to do it because the flesh doesn't want to do it. Right. I mean, you have to submit your flesh to say, you "No, know, you're going to sit here and you're <laughs> going to kneel down and you're going to spend some time in prayer with all these folks. What would you say to somebody that says, Pastor doesn't take all that. You, you
2: well, well, I would say to them that if you want to grow, you have to pray. If you don't want to grow, then don't pray. Mm, uh, some may good. say to me that, "Well, you know, God knows it all anyway." Absolutely, but He also answers us by prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded of one particular example in Scripture where uh, God is the same God, but Hannah in the Book of Samuel prayed for a child. Mm-hmm. And God answered her prayer because she promised to give him back. Of course she did. Yeah. And then not only that, God blessed her with more children. Yeah. So whatever our issue is, whatever our need is, we make it known to God in prayer. Scripture tells us to do that, yes. is to pray. Uh, let our supplications be made known unto God. That's right. And pray for one another. We are admonished to pray all the time. And Luke says it best, that men ought always to pray and not faint.
1: That's right, in fact, pray without ceasing absolutely and uh, you know I think a lot of the times just generally speaking here as Christians we acknowledge that we ought to pray and that we should pray, but um, we'll we'll pray for sixty seconds, maybe thirty seconds right before our meal we'll pray in the morning on the on our drive to work uh, and it's we need a deeper a level of prayer it's communication with our with our Lord absolutely if we're not communicating with God. Then we're
2: missing out yeah. on a very special blessing. Yeah. It's not that we talk, it's that we
1: take time to listen to Him That's, right. That's through right. the Word yeah. and in silence. Yeah, because I think a lot of the times we think of prayer and we think of petitioning. Absolutely. God, I need this, I need that, I need it by tomorrow. I'll fix my husband, I'll fix my wife, I'll fix my car, That's give me so. more money. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> And God's like, wait a minute, I didn't even get to say anything. Right. I didn't even tell you anything. So it's very important that, yeah, okay, fine, make our petitions known to God. That's biblical. Let's do that. But let's not get stuck there. Right. Now let's sit down and meditate, say, God. What do you have to tell
2: me today? If we're going to grow as a Christian, we have to communicate with the Father. Yeah. Communication is essential with God. Not yes. that we tell Him, but He tells us. Yeah. Uh, and He tells us may, primarily through His Word. Yes, he does. And so as we read the Word and have uh, some time with God, He speaks to us. And now we're able to take that and then we use it in our daily lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Pastor, how, how will True Vine Baptist Church be if the Lord decides today is your day to go enter into the, into the kingdom of God and to, to leave this world, what will happen to True Vine? How have you ensured that they, are, they have been equipped in order for the ministry to continue going and reaching more people for the kingdom of God?
2: I I believe that Truvon will continue on. I've uh, spoken to some of our staff members. We've talked about some of it. We began to pray about uh, succeeding, people succeeding me and all of that. Mm -hmm. But God is bigger than all of that, and he will take the ministry further because we understand, my staff and I, we understand that this is the Lord's ministry. Yes, it is. And he will take it to where he wants it to go. I'm just a servant, and I'm moving on. If God calls me, praise the Lord. If not, praise the Lord. Yeah. But we'll
1: keep going. But I know that he will continue the ministry because he loves us. For the people that you have had an opportunity to pastor, uh, how how do they how, how do they talk about you what do they say about pastor grice or let's just say let's go on back to the uh, the uh, the illustration of the lord calls you home how do you best want to be known in the minds of people i want to be known
2: as a preacher that preached the word of god stood on the word of god believed the word of god shared the word of god and loved god for it for mm-hmm.
1: the people of god yeah amen that's awesome well, we're here with uh, Pastor Grice, Pastor Jesse Grice from True Vine Baptist Church. Uh, Pastor, tell us what are, what are some of the things that are going on uh, at, True, at True Vine? Do you have any, anything coming up for the holidays? I want to make out a special invitation to folks to come out and join you. Well, absolutely. Uh,
2: anyone, uh, we will want to have anyone to come out and join us on Christmas and New Year's and all of those special days. But in January, we will have a F.R.A.N. Day or Friends,
1: Relatives, Associates, and Neighbor Day. So no, let's Slow down there because you, you called it, it's not a friend day, it's a F.R.A.N. Day. It's, it's a F.R.A.N. Day. F-R-A-N, right? F.R.A.N. Yes. And that's an acronym for what?
2: Friends, Relatives, Associates, and Neighbors. All right. And we want uh, want to invite them all out yeah. to come to the hearing of the gospel and those who don't have a church home, perhaps they can uh, they will consider true vine. Mm-hmm. Those who are not saved, perhaps God will save them. We are praying that God save them. And uh, we're looking for a marvelous time in the Lord.
1: Amen. So this gives uh, everybody in your church and everybody listening an opportunity to go out and uh, recruit people recruit for the kingdom me. of God. Absolutely. And bring them in and let them hear the living word of God. Yes. That you're going to be preaching that day and, and uh, giving them an opportunity to come and repent and, and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior.
2: Amen. That's what, what we're we'll
1: looking for. When's that going to be happening? It's going to be uh, January 23rd, and it's at our 10 o'clock worship service. That's the fourth Sunday of the month. The fourth Sunday of January. The fourth Sunday of the month, I believe it's January 22nd. It's a 22nd the 22nd, praise the, Yeah, Lord. yeah. Fourth Sunday of January. Now, do people have to wait till January 22nd? Or oh, can no. we do it this Sunday? No, we can come this Sunday. All right. Because <laughs> Jesus is alive and well every he's Sunday. Alive and he's well. there, right? He's, he's there. Amen. That's awesome. That's very good. Tell us about some of the, uh, well, before I go into the future and, and what God is what you guys are expecting God to do here, uh, you recently um, went into your new facility Yes. you got a brand new facility the Lord blessed you with Amen. tell us uh, give us testify brother tell us about god 's goodness well it 's an awesome facility
2: for an awesome God yes. who has blessed us with it 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 's about fifteen hundred on the floor. Uh, we can probably go a little higher than that, but mm-hmm. uh, we are so excited about what God has already done. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are just inviting our neighbors, everyone to come and be a part of us, not just to see the facility, but to come and really worship God yeah. in this place.
1: How, what about your outreach? Are you guys doing some type of outreach, reaching the community? Yes, we we try to do uh, quite a few things mm-hmm. in our outreach.
2: One On the first Saturday of every um, month, we we have an evangelism team that goes out to the neighborhood, and we put donut hangers on the door. We speak to people whom we encounter, and we invite them to church regardless of uh, what their belief systems are. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also use uh, Vacation Bible School as an evangelistic event. We have other youth events that that are uh, catered to reach our community. Mm -hmm. We also have during the summer and uh, during the fall, we have a ministry fair or a, a, actually it's a medical ministry fair where we are providing some uh, benefits to our seniors and to other members of the
1: community Mm -hmm. to come and be a part of us. Very good. That's awesome. So as you close your eyes and you, you begin to meditate and ask God to show you about the future and what he is doing, what he's getting ready to do for, True Vine Baptist Church, and for everyone that's connected there uh, under your pastoral leadership, what do you see? What is God showing you? I believe God is showing me um, our
2: next, it's not so much doing building, but it's to reach lost people. And one thing I want to do, as I believe that God has been working with my heart on, and that is to build a family life center, Mm. uh, a four-story building where we will have a gymnasium on the bottom floor. All of our young people, our children, are going to be down on the first floor, and then we have classrooms and so on for the rest of the membership. Uh, And that's what I I see him working on me with so that we may uh, provide other programs, ministry programs, to reach more into our community, to reach our children and our young people. So if the gymnasium is on the first floor, what's on the th- second, third, and fourth? The second and third floor are going to be um, classrooms and an uh, area for our youth worship. Okay. We currently have youth worship in our old church building, okay. and so we'll have it all there. And on the uh, fourth floor will be uh, administrative offices.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, um, what um, what drives your passion as far as um, who do you look up to for mentorship? Who do you enjoy listening to their teachings and, and guidance that are... Whether it's personal or on television or books that you read, where do you get your motivation? I get a lot of my motivation from uh, a couple of ministers that own KSLR,
2: and that's Dr. David Jeremiah uh, mm-hmm. and, and also John MacArthur. And those have been my mentors for a very long time. They're amazing speakers. Amazing.
1: All right. We've got to get them over to your church. Absolutely. All right. (laughs) We'll have to make an invitation for them to come out here this next year. Let's invite them. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, Pastor, um, you sent a couple of your folks over to uh, KSLR just some time back, not too long ago, had a uh, pastor's appreciation uh, luncheon. And uh, we just do that just because we want to show how much we appreciate uh, all of the pastors, all of the people that are in Fivefold ministry that are just giving and giving and giving, and we just know that a lot of the times um, you know we we get the thank yous and things like that, but we as as a radio station want to go out as far as we can just to show you guys a good time and I know that uh, I know that you had a couple of uh, at least one of your associates that went out there um, did he testify anything as to how that went and how he enjoyed that?
2: Yes, he he said it was a great time, and he's sorry that I couldn't come. Yeah,
1: well, I was sorry you weren't able to come in as well. And, and in fact, he walked away with a really nice price. Yes, he did. I said that was mine, but he kept it. <laughs> all right, it's an inside joke, but he actually walked away. Pastor Proctor, right? Proctor, yes. Proctor uh, walked away with an iPad, too. Yes, he did. That's the blessings of the Lord. It's a blessing. <laughs> so you didn't keep it. You didn't say that was, that was mine. Yeah, he kept it. He kept it. All right, all right. It's rightfully his. All right, well, Pastor, as we begin to close out, is there? Um, why don't we take a moment for you to just to speak directly to our to our listeners and say, just give them an invitation to your church. Let them let them hear from your heart and what God is uh, doing in your church, and uh, invite them over to come over to your church. I would love to. Uh, I, I'm speaking to all of those who are tuned
2: in to KSLR. If you don't have a church home or if you do and you want to come by and visit, we heartily invite you to come and to be part of our 10 a.m. worship service each Sunday morning. You will be blessed, and I know that you will. So we're looking forward
1: to you. Make a date, put it on your calendar, and come out and see us. May the Lord bless you. Amen. So that's True Vine Baptist Church, and that is located at 435 South Ellison Drive. Uh, That's around the Potranco area. Yes. That's northwest? Northwest. Northwest San Antonio. Um, for more information, if you want to call the offices there at the church, you want to speak to somebody, if you need prayer, if you need directions, you can call 210-509-4024. If you're writing that down, I'll repeat it one more time. This is True Vine Baptist Church with uh, Pastor Jesse Grice. Number is 210-509-4024. And uh, your website, do you have a website? Yes, our website is truevinesa.org. TrueVineSA.org for more information. We want to thank you, Pastor Jesse, for being here with us. Thank you, Mark. We bless you, your family, your ministry, and everything you guys are doing out there. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour you've had a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, simply submit your nomination at kslr.com.